the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to His Life Revealed with Pastor Todd Granger of His Life Fellowship in San Antonio, Texas. We're glad you've chosen to join us today. Our passion at His Life Ministries is to help believers know Him and show Him. So we keep it simple. It's just about Jesus. Our prayer is that the Holy Spirit will make His truth plain to you so you can walk in freedom and enjoy the life of union that God has designed for you to live. And now, here's Pastor Todd. We're in Thessalonians chapter 5, and we're coming to the end of a series of instructions that Paul gave this young fellowship. And I remind you once again that these believers were only a few weeks old in the Lord. They were not seasoned saints, as we like to call them. These guys have just become acquainted with Christ as Savior, and they are learning how to live this out. So Paul has given them a series of instructions, and they're concerned with their inner life, and they're concerned with their outer life. And he starts with the outer life and says, this is fundamentally how a Christian should behave. And then he ends in the inner life, and he says, this is where it all comes from. This is what should be going on in your inner life. And you know these are fundamental because Paul is giving this to a new group of Christians who had never been a part of a church before. They had never been a part of a discipleship program. They had no idea what it meant to be a Christian except that Christ was now their Savior and their hope. That's all they knew. So by faith, by faith, they're literally living out the Christian life. And Paul is going to give them some basic instructions on how to live that life. And we come to the end of those instructions, they're verses 12 through 22, we come to the end of those instructions, and Paul begins to offer up a prayer for them. And it's a prayer both declaring God's intention and God's faithfulness towards them. Let's look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, and we're going to address two verses there, verse 23 and verse 24. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. And may the God of peace himself sanctify you through and through, separate you from profane things, make you pure and holy, consecrated to God. And may your spirit and soul and body be preserved sound and complete and found blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah. Faithful is he who is calling you to himself, And utterly trustworthy. And he will also do it. Fulfill his calling by hallowing and keeping you. So you can see that this is a continuation of the instructions of Paul from the previous verses. And this prayer for sanctification is a prayer for the whole spiritual man. 
This is not just a reference of completion when Christ returns and gathers us unto himself, and at that point there will be true completion, but he's speaking about being completed in your living. How do you live this out? And he gives us a rough sketch of what the spiritual man's layout is, or what his makeup is. First, I want you to notice that Paul lists the parts of the spiritual man. But second, I want you to take notice what he lists first. What does he list first? Paul lays it out for them. He says, this is what the spiritual man looks like. Spirit, soul, body. And he doesn't just do it here, he does it in other places. Now, these are new believers it is fundamental that they understand how the Christian life is supposed to be lived. Because how many of us have lived the Christian life for years, and in our souls there's been this constant back and forth, there's been this battle within us that says, if I were a better Christian, I wouldn't have to deal with all these things. How in the world did God intend for us to live out the Christian life without all this? So we do different things to get our lives a little more settled in Christ, don't we? We get more active in church, we attend more regularly, we read the Bible more. All of those things are good, but still within the soul, there's this constant back and forth, isn't there? Does that ever end? Well, I can tell you that it doesn't. We in Bible study have studied this, and the bottom line is that the soul will not stop in its movement. There will always be turmoil. And here's another little revelation. God allows it. God allows it. Now, where does he start? He starts in the Spirit. He says the Spirit is where we begin. We begin the work of sanctification here. Why? Because this is where it initially began. This is where you were saved and put in union with Christ. This is your place of identity. This is the truth of who you are. This is your resting place. This is your security. This is where everything that Christ says about you, that the Scriptures say about you, is true. Regardless of your behavior, it is true. This is who you are. It is unchanging. It is the truth of you. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17 says, But the person who is united to the Lord becomes one spirit with him. This is the place of union. There's only one spirit. It is your spirit in union with the spirit of God. Now, how does that work? I don't know. But I know if you put tea in water, it becomes tea. It doesn't become water with tea, does it? becomes tea. Well, God has created a new creation. This is where you are a new creation. And that new creation is you in union with Christ. Now, we want all of the truths that are in the Word of God to become life here. And Paul's going to take us through that. It's a place where I'm holy and righteous. Ephesians 4.24 says... And put on the new nature. He says, put it on. What does that mean? That means that we are to clothe ourselves with the truth of who we are at the center of us. Who are we? We are the children of God. We were made holy and righteous. We were consecrated unto Him. That is, set apart, sanctified. He says, put that on. 
He says, put on the new nature created in God's image in true righteousness and holiness. Do you know you're righteous? Do you know that you're holy? If you're a child of God, that's what the Word of God says about you. You are righteous and holy. Well, you say, I don't feel righteous and holy. I don't think I'm righteous and holy. And I'm constantly making decisions that aren't righteous and holy. And I am acting in such a way that doesn't look righteous and holy. How can you call me righteous and holy? Because that is who you are right there. You are righteous and holy and in union with Christ. That is the truth of your spirit. It is in the spirit that I'm a new creation. Corinthians 5.17 If therefore, if any person is engrafted in Christ, that is joined in Christ, he is a new creation, a new creature altogether. The old previous moral and spiritual condition has passed away. Behold, the fresh and new has come. Where's the fresh and the new? Did you get a new body when you got saved? Did anybody get a new body when they got saved? They did. I want to sign up at your church. That didn't happen. Nothing changed out here. And you know what? This receptacle right here was full of the same stuff that it was full of before. The same issues, the same baggage. And we think, we think if we just do all the right things that this right here, that baggage will go away. But you know what? The soul never really clears out. It doesn't. I'm going to explain how we live from there, how we walk from there. The Spirit is unchanging, but the ongoing work of sanctification must take place in the soul and the body. So here's the point. Sanctification is both positional and progressive theological terms. But, you know, the bottom line is this. When you became a Christian... God literally put a new spirit in you and put that spirit in union with Christ. You are now a new creation. That is a stable thing. That doesn't change. That's who you are. Now, sanctification, the progressive side of sanctification, is this being continually pushed through, flowing through the soul. That is the mind, will, and emotions, and manifested through the body. That's how God made us. So where we used to get our wisdom from here, where we used to get our resources from here, where this used to be our center, it is no longer. Now let me tell you where most Christians lose the truth. You want to know why your Christian life seems like a roller coaster? You're constantly pleading with God to change your circumstances or change you. You just want some kind of change. But the bottom line is this. That God doesn't need to change anything. He needs you to yield to the Spirit of God so that your mind, will, and emotion, where are we filled with the Spirit? In the soul. In the soul. He needs you to literally allow the Spirit of God to reign in your mind, will, and emotion, in your soul. What is the one unchanging, stable place? This place right here. Where are we to live from? This is where the Christians lose it. Where are we to live from? Where is life for us supposed to be? When we go to a really moving service and we have victory because our emotions are all in it. 
we go to a good sermon, a teaching, then we've got victory because our mind's all in it. But day to day, it's constantly changing. We're confronted with issues. Things go wrong. Tires go flat. Kids rebel. Divorces take place. Constant issues taking place in the world around us that we're having to deal with. The body is degenerating. We, we are constantly dealing with the ups and downs of the body. And the mind, will, and emotion is constantly in turmoil. Where are we to live? And you see Christians living that out. It's, it's good one day, it's bad the next. There's no consistency. How in the world does Paul raise his hand in prison and say, I'm a prisoner of the Lord. Praise be unto God. How does he do it? Does he do it from here? Can he do it from the soul? He can't do it from the soul. Now, Paul speaks of the God of peace when he says the God of peace is about to do this. He's, when he's speaking of the God of peace, I don't want you to think that he's talking about the God of tranquility, the God of peaceful emotions. That's not what he's saying at all. What he is talking about is reconciliation. The God of peace is the God of peace because he has reconciled himself to his children. There is no separation between you and God. What he is saying is that the work of God that's going on within you is going because you are at peace with him. You are literally his own. And he is doing a work of love. He is doing a work of love. Romans 5.1 says, Therefore, since we are justified, acquitted, declared righteous, and given right standing with God through faith. Where does that all happen? Where did all that happen? In the Spirit. Let us grasp the fact that we have the peace of reconciliation to hold and to enjoy peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah the anointed one. We have peace with our God of peace. And Paul says the God of peace himself, which tells you that this is a personal, intimate work that is affected through our union with Christ. This is not him just sitting above and and making it so. It's him literally working in your being. It's the same kind of intimacy that you see in the beginning where he made man and he shaped him with his own hands and took him to his lip and blew in him the life, the breath of life. It's that same intimacy that the father of peace The God of your creation is literally working through you because you are in union with Him. He is participating in the constant work, the perfecting, the sanctification of both the mind, will, and emotion, the soul, and the uh, manifestation of the truth through the body. He is involved in that. That's not you by yourself putting it on. That is God himself in love literally working it out through you. Well, that's a big change for me. That means a lot to me. Because he's not just telling me to go do it. And he's not separating himself from the issues. He is literally wanting to be a part of every facet, every intimate detail of my growing and being perfected in grace. This is God bringing us along. Now that word sanctification, oh by the way, I want you to see, I want you to see Christ's loving hand in this. I want you to see the person of Christ. I know we're using a picture up here, it's an illustration, but I don't want you to walk away with some 
anatomical diagram as truth. I want you to see the heart of the Father as He is working this in and through you. That He has a desire for you to live in victory, to walk in truth. To no longer be tossed to and fro like on a, on a wild sea. You see, that's what He wants for you. I don't want to see my children dealing with, with huge problems, constantly torn about by circumstances, constantly under the gun of emotional drama. I don't want to see all of that taking place in their lives. I want to see them walking with the faith, confidence, and assurance that they have a God at the center of their being who will literally save them. I'm not talking about physical salvation, though that takes place, but literally save them from the turmoil of the soul. Allow them to live from a different center. Allow them to find their life in their union rather than in that rocky place. Sanctification means to set apart, to make something different or distinct, to make it new. One of the illustrations I read about that, I liked, it says, A dress is just a dress, but a wedding dress is sanctified. You see, a wedding dress is still just a dress, but it's set apart. It's made special. Well, that's what God has done with you. The work of sanctification means that God has literally set you apart, made you new, and set you apart, dedicated you for Himself. And He is intimately working that plan out in you. You know, the hardest part, I remember as a young person, and even now, I remember the hardest part is knowing that God has a plan. Because when I lose my plan, God must have lost His. Right? When I lose my plan, God's wondering what to do. Isn't that what we think? Well, that's where our soul goes, isn't it? I've lost my plan. I've lost my my idea of what was going to happen. I lost my anticipation. Things aren't working out. And all I can see is that the plan that I had is in diametrically opposed to the reality that I'm living in, and I'm not happy with it. Well, you know what? God never loses His plan. That work that He is doing in you is ongoing. It is a progressive work. And you know what it's to bring you to? Oh, all kinds of turmoil and pain. No. Rest. Rest. I'm not talking about sleeping. I'm talking about being able to walk in the midst of all kinds of diverse circumstances and issues and difficulties and be able to put your focus upon Him and know that you are safe, that you are kept, that you are not threatened, that the seas will not overwhelm you because you have the master of the seas as part of your life. That's important. Listen, I think I've learned that lesson many times. Many times I think I've learned that lesson, but you know what? We never, ever fully grasp the truth of it. How can you fully grasp the magnitude and the glory of this God in one little circumstance? Well, I trusted God and He came through. I don't have to go through that again. I believe God will supply all my needs. Uh Uh-huh. Wait till the needs get bigger and, and everything dries up. All of a sudden you find you weren't quite as on board as you thought you were. Listen, God is faithful and this is what life proves to us. I remember uh, Mike used to say, he says, when you're a baby you think you cannot do and when you're old you think you cannot do. But the truth is that you can never do. 
God always does. Because it's never been about your physical abilities, your mental acuity, your, your intellectual capacity. It's never been about anything that you possess and hold. It's never been about opportunity. It's never been about education. It's never been about opportunity or, or money or looks or any of those things. It's always been about Him. Always been about Him. And you know what? When we look away from the truth that it's about Him... How much rest do we have in the soul? When we look away from the truth that He has us, that He is our life, that He is our protection, how much rest? Because when you look away, you want to know what happens? This is not life. This becomes your life. And your prayers reflect it. Oh Lord, save me. Oh Lord, I'm in terrible trouble. Oh Lord, oh Lord, will you, you know, Lord Jesus, wake up. Wake up. The storm is going to get us. When all the while he's sitting right next to you, asleep in the boat, the storm gets you, it's going to get him too. The reality is, what we need to do is lay down beside him and go to sleep. The place of rest is at the center. The place of hope is with him. Sanctification means to be set apart and made new. And isn't that just what we were talking about in in Corinthians 5.17, that he has made us a new creation? And this is an ongoing or continuous work. And as I said, some of these uh, theologians, they like to break it down into two words, positional and progressive. But I would illustrate it this way. Being a human being is positional. Maturity is progressive. You're not going to change who you are. Being a human being is positional. You're not going to change who you are. Maturity coming into the fullness of who you are is progressive. And that's the work that God is not stopping. If you're going through all... I don't know what you're going through here tonight, but I don't care what it is. It's part of that progression. All things work together for the good of those who love Him and are called according to His purpose. Called. Set apart. Set apart for His purpose. Set apart for His work. The sanctification is not attainment. We are sanctified in Christ when we become Christians. Hebrews 10.10 says, And in accordance with this will of God, we have been made holy, consecrated, and sanctified through the offering made once for all of the body of Jesus Christ. That's who we are. Now, as, as Christians, we should all live consecrated, holy lives. But that isn't what sanctifies us. Many people believe it does, but it isn't. That isn't what sanctifies us. Sanctification was through Christ when we received Him. Now, our new birth and the Spirit of God within us empowers us to take sanctification and bring it out and live it out through the mind, will, and emotions and through the body and manifest Christ, manifest Christ's life. This is what Paul lived. And he says to the Thessalonians, he says, you are new Christians, so I want to make this plain. I think if he had this diagram, he'd use it. But he says, look, I want you to understand this. I want you to understand this, that the way that you live out this life, the way that you manifest the Christian life, is that you allow this 
the truth of the Spirit of God and who you are. That unchanging fact of who you are. Don't ever lose that reality. That is who you are. And it takes precedent of all the, over all the confusion of your mind, will, and emotion. Your mind, will, and emotion, what you think, what you feel, and what you do, have absolutely no bearing on who you are at this point, Christian. But they have every bit to do with how you feel about where you are. And how you live where you are. And whether or not you rest. And whether or not you enjoy life. Because I read the Word and I see it speak of abundant life. I see it speak of joy. I see it speak of rest. And I look around and I see Christians and they all look like they swallowed pokers. And every one of them is complaining about all that they're going through. I see Christians that are they're having to use the world's coping mechanisms. I see Christians that cannot cope with just the simplest things in life. That literally throw temper tantrums over every little difficulty that comes into their life. I see Christian homes literally splintered and split apart. Because this one is too selfish to, to think about that one. And that one's too selfish to think about this one. And neither one of them think about the kids. I see that happening all over the place in the bottom line is that we have Christians that haven't yet received the truth that they need to be living out of their identity in Christ, that Christ is who they were made for, and nothing, nothing, nothing else will ever be life to them. Nothing else will ever be life to them. The Spirit of God and our new birth empowers us to function and behave as children of God. Thank you for joining Pastor Todd Granger for His Life Revealed, the radio ministry of His Life Fellowship in San Antonio, Texas. We hope today's message has encouraged you to yield to His life in every situation, rest in His life moment by moment, and receive from His life all that you need to show Christ in this world. If you'd like to know more, visit us on the web at hislifeministries.org or on Facebook at His Life Fellowship. And you're invited to join us for worship services on Saturdays at 5 p.m. at 7015 Wurzbach Road. If you would like to help support this ministry, send your tax-deductible donation to His Life Ministries, P.O. Box 1894, Bernie, Texas, 78006. And finally, this coming week, our hope is that the image of the invisible God would be visible in you. And remember, wherever you go, whatever you do, The hope of glory is Christ in you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.